Good afternoon, everyone. Hope you're good. And hope you can hear me. As ever, I'm scrambling to check everything's working, and I'm pretty sure it is, but if you can let me know. I can't see your thumbs up, but sometimes people say, oh, I was giving you a thumbs up on, on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever. I can't see those emojis. I can if you comment them. But yeah, just let me know if you can hear everything okay. Today's an interesting show. Really looking forward to it in many ways. It's something that I'm for those that have been close to our stuff on social media before, you've probably seen a lot of this. It's, there's not going to be a lot of new stuff, really, but it's kind of good. We'll synthesize it across half an hour, really. And what I'm calling in the titles, a defense of the biopsychosocial model, in part because to some extent it's under attack and to some extent it's right to be. That's one of the things that's funny is that I don't want to suddenly be reflexively defensive of the biopsychosocial model as if it's something that shouldn't be challenged. It should be, but it's just something that the accuracy of that challenge really matters to me because I think to some extent, um, and I'll come to delineate why, I think it's uh, it's something that people do partly because they think it's sort of edgy too. I think it's very authentic, so I don't think they're doing it for effect, but it's kind of that I think there's a misunderstanding of it. Or if you strawman the biopsychosocial model, it's a piece of piss to dismantle, as well as the fact that things are easier to dismantle than um, than it is to build things up. Uh, something I'm accused of on a regular basis, of course, until recent years, really, where people have seen me offer something in its place. But uh, more important comments coming first, such as Katie's saying serious haircut. Yeah, I'm a very serious person, Katie, you know this. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how serious a crew cut is, but yeah, it's my usual crew cut. Well done, Mrs. Chu, for another COVID haircut that's vaguely tolerable. Uh, but thank you. Most, uh, most commented thing, I think, is, is hair, um, usually when the spikes get a bit wild. But my question, I always want to sort of ask you guys a question in the comments and then I'm going to hide them for a second whilst I sort of go off on one a little bit because I've said it's in defence of. So I do want to talk to you guys about it. I'm really interested in your opinion, but I'm also not going to shy away from giving mine. I got accused a couple of weeks ago um, in a friendly way, uh, but saying that sometimes you hide behind questions. And I think that's to some extent, I can understand what they're meaning by that. They can see that I'm carrying an opinion with a question, but I'm not the one that's answerable to it. Hopefully on this show, I'm willing to put my neck out a bit more and, and not hide behind questions. But generally speaking, it's because I'm very genuinely interested um, in, in leaving question marks hanging because I think that we have more questions than answers that they do and I'm someone that doesn't try and masquerade as if an authority on stuff. I've given a lot of thought to it but I'm, I'm not close to many answers so uh, admittedly it's a fair point but it's something that I want to make sure that in situations like this I have something to say that uh, um, won't be hiding behind questions. So a question I want to ask you guys is what critiques of the biopsychosocial model have you encountered? It doesn't matter about whether you like them or not, whether, but I mean angles of it. And I'm going to talk about a few of them, but what have you seen uh, that you feel you'd want me to, to reflect on? Or what would you like to reflect on and chew over together today? Is that I've seen criticism or a critique of the biopsychosocial model for its failings in this instance, or um, and, and there's a few different ways in which I've seen it critiqued recently, especially uh, that I want to sort of reflect on. But I wonder what your thoughts were as to what you've seen in case I've missed something, but also what your take is on that matter. That'd be really valuable. But yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for those that are letting me know that they can hear me all right. That's been really valuable. And Get those comments coming in as to what your reflections are or whether you think it's worth defending. Now, for me, um, what I wanted to start with is explaining that what, what it matters to people as to how they come to understand the biopsychosocial model uh, as to whether or not uh, as an entity is, is something that is, is an academic framing that therefore has its 
um, it's uh, background codified. So is it something that actually this is what it means and therefore this is what is being critiqued is quite as it was proposed by X person Engels or others that then had coined it. And therefore, any breakdown of it is an academic exercise. Of this is what was proposed and these are the shortcomings of that. Or is it something that is more emergent as a model that is actually being applied relative or as a progression of what was considered the biomedical model of which it emerged from? And so those are relevant. And there's, those are things that, you know, I don't want to make the mistake of, of uh, being a hypocrite here and saying, because I'm going to go on to say that one of the things that I'm seeing happen is that people are able to deconstruct or break down or critique the biopsychosocial model based on what I think is a bit of a straw man of it. Or it's, if you define it a certain way, it makes your critique look good. But actually, I think it's your definition that's, I think, off when it comes to actually how it's relevant, in my opinion, which is how it's applied. So for me, what, what biopsychosocial model did is move us away from biomedicalism in that biomedical, the biomedical model was certainly body as machine and certainly a situation where you were trying to look for fault, pathology, illness, disease, I could go on, but essentially being this, that, that when it comes to musculoskeletal, and I'm, I'm sorry to narrow it to there fairly quickly, but it's kind of that in our game, that was classically that symptoms were emerging or symptoms were attributable in, in person to a process of disease or illness or injury or tissue pathology in such a way that as an extension of right someone's getting some heart problems therefore it's attributable to this diagnosed thing that can be emerged from these tests with this diagnosis with this often pharmaceutical or, or surgical or you know correct for a fault and that was re replicated in then what the knee hurts because this is particularly this is damaged it's under these stresses and strains it's it's therefore attributable to that tissue that they're giving getting pain or whatever right that's a biomedical msk angle and the biopsychosocial model was a in 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 lay terms consider more variables than that for symptomology right and that is me explaining my take on being close to how I was taught it as a not as even really wasn't sort of taught much in in school as much as when I went into MSK practice and was coming through and under the mentorship of others it was kind of that here are more features than you've just described under biomedical principles where you were trying to delineate by diagnosis on on say tissues or what was wrong or even if it wasn't tissue it was biomechanics which fundamentally is structuralism of a different flavor really or just a, um, what what tissues were over overwhelmed by the forces that were distributed or whatever it's still structural structuralism to me biopsychosocial model was look at these other variables that can influence symptomology that was kind of where i was taught it now was i therefore taught something that was a far more holistic version of biopsychosocial model than than others have you know i'm all ears you know do let me know but one of the things that I've then seen is that there's critiques of the biopsychosocial model that come from people that are still harking back to or feel that we've moved too far away from biomedical practice. And the examples that they use are often that here's a situation where someone was trying to consider all the different variables at play. Sorry, I've just got a bit of a wonky laptop there. Um, Here's someone that was trying to consider all the different features at play and they didn't see the wood from the trees and here's uh, worst a red flag or some obvious and overt structural pathology that was clearly classically defined as something that needed to be sorted out, right? It's something that um, 
that someone was considering the psychosocial variables surrounding someone's distress and actually here's a fracture that they missed here's a aneurysm that they missed and that's a failure they attribute that as a failure of the biopsychosocial model and this is where i will defend the biopsychosocial model against those charges is that why on earth wouldn't sensible triage and sensible biomedical thinking not be part of the biopsychosocial model in what way is it left at the door now biomedicalism which i'm not splitting as here right that's just to narrowly define things by pathology disease structure structural injury injury tissue pathology but biopsychosocial why would that not also include all of the things we talked about before we're just not over attributing them as causal but why wouldn't biomedical thinking or appropriate screening for aneurysm fracture disease process why would that be i don't know why that's got shelved like who's applying a biopsychosocial model and not encompassing those things apart from the fact that unfortunately meaning that there's more variables at play there's more things that can almost masquerade in a way yeah you could miss it but having missed it that's it, to me it's, it's sort of hilarious misnomer that someone would say that, that is a, a fault of the the model the reasoning heuristic call it what you will of, of biopsychosocial uh, thinking but then that's kind of an obvious one almost like low-hanging fruit in a way because you've got a set of people that genuinely feel like we've moved too far they they feel like actually we, we need to remind ourselves of some of the uh, uh biomedical or even just biological structural factors in, influencing symptoms and anatomy we talked a bit about that with the anatomy you know, does anatomy matter talk and, and go and find that if you want to hear my thoughts on that but the that's kind of a, you've got bedfellows of people that are just like i think we're getting getting carried away and i'm one of them like the he's a circumstances where people might get carried away and, and losing anatomy skill or whatever is, is one of those ways and so yeah and but i end up being a bedfellow on that particular point with people that never moved on and i talked about this with the anatomy thing is that you've got people that never really bought into the fact that there were more factors at play than narrow structural and pathological behavior uh, that influences symptoms they end up saying biopsychosocial models bad for these reasons and it's missing these features because they never really moved past they've not matured that model uh, they've not matured into a new model uh, call it what they will so that's one way and it's sort of the low-hanging fruit really and, and something we can unpack a bit more if you need me to in this show or elsewhere but there's the, the the other side of where i feel like i want to offer a defense of biopsychosocial model which is certainly the people and the, the the people with those angles really that i'm talking about you know generally not typically in conversation with that much because i don't feel like i've got that much in common sometimes right they're, they're just sort of harking back to a misrepresenting uh progress in a way um to to suggest and, and offer an obvious straw man so i don't really end up in, in much comms with that whereas this next thing i'm going to talk about are definitely people that i found myself agreeing with on a number of things but i just feel like there is an academic exercise whereby to infer that the biopsychosocial model is something that is then delineated into biological psychological and social contributors or causes as if three columns and the, the actual model as it's ever been proposed be that and i don't mean as it's written but i'm just meaning as it's been implemented is something that realistically you're then tallying up biological psychological and social causes and therefore it's a step some argue a step in the right direction but look at all these other features that it's missing 
why are we not considering the economic, the political? Why are we not considering all the other variables that could be contributing to it? Because whilst progress from one unicausal model of disease, we're now only into three. It's gone from one to three when it should be one to 33, 133. And this is the bit that kind of, I don't know, I probably I'm more impassioned about this getting into it than I realized is that some people are genuine that's just how they genuinely feel like they just feel like that the biopsychosocial model is something that if I, I hear three words three whatever it's uh, three three parts of that term and therefore it's a triad that, that therefore is and they might have seen students or seen it applied by clinicians or what have you that feel that it's that that's what it is let's tally it up remember as a student being you know what are the what are the uh what, what tissues are under that point of pain and it's like what are the what are the ligaments doing what are the tendons doing what are the nerves doing what are the other contributing variables you, you almost made these columns and i think that some people see the biopsychosocial model and their critique of it seems as if they perceive it to be just new columns you know biopsychosocial columns rather than neurogenic um tissue well, tissue i forget what the nociplastic whatever you know, these other columns that you used to have back when we were more structural and i just can't i've just never it's, it's the, the, what's interesting is, is this that me and others that I've worked with and students I've worked with and colleagues, et cetera, and people I employ, is it that we've actually just had a really mature, holistic version of a biopsychosocial model and that actually that critique of it is accurate across the board? Or, and I feel like this is the, the bit where my, my bias is, is that I personally feel that the biopsychosocial model, as properly defined, is just is, is shorthand for holistic without using the term holistic, which unfortunately ends up into some kooky contemporary therapies. It's like a, a term that unfortunately has been sort of, it's all encompassing to the point in which it includes a lot of nonsense. But fundamentally, why, when I think about those critiques and say, why isn't the economic and political encompassed into the social? of biopsychosocial who's delineated by category who's suggested that these are separate compartment columns who has suggested there isn't obvious interplay in a said suffering human that would have loads of interplay between the biological psychosocial biopsychosocial and why isn't biomedical within biological why wouldn't your psychology and some of the social variables around, say, poverty be influencing your physiology, which is obviously a, a biological process, if you called it that. As soon as you're even using the term biology, like how the parameters of that, of course, are not well defined because there's so many things that influence your biology as it does your psychology. And you, the fact that you can't compartmentalize this because you shouldn't is exactly the definition of biopsychosocial model is that it's all integrated and that's how i've always understood it and so is it that i've understood it and you know when i'm actually a, an anomaly to it or is it that then when i see it's being unpicked and suggested that actually it's a step in the right direction arguably but fundamentally it's still reduction it's reductive it's reductionistic whatever the word is because it's still there's this triad that i just feel like i do admittedly look on and just think well there's two things happening there's that is a reasonable thing for us to talk about and i'm not sort of devoted to this word right you can call it what you will but it's just more that it feels like a really easy academic exercise to infer that that's what's happening because it makes you then think well we need to move past the biopsychosocial model because it's reductive and here's here's my next shiny thing right this is true holism and for me it's just like all the things that are described as other contributing variables are things that i consider within 
my biopsychosocial model. So is, um, you know, am I the anomaly? I'm interested. And the other side is that to some extent, that is really, it's a really trendy in some circles, uh, but arguably academically pretentious thing to do in that as we're making some progress to make people even think structures and therefore biomechanics and pathology-specific pathology reasoning, you need to broaden your understanding of what other contributors can affect people. And we start to make some progress in a direction that gets people to think about some broader things, right? I don't care what they are now, right? That has been damn challenging and continues to be. You know, this, it, you're in a bubble if you think the pendulum swung particularly far away from tissue specificity in many, many circles. And we have some, some uh, evidence of various different qualitative and quantitative flavors that sort of suggest that in terms of changes in practice. But because there's some people, myself included, that have been banging that drum for a, for a while, and then people that are in an academic space, naturally distant from patients in many ways, that have then been thinking in that direction for a while, it's tempting to then move what seems like past it and to then reflect on we need to be post-biopsychosocial because we've been there a while, and actually that's just reductive in many other ways, and we need to truly move towards a sensible holism. It's, it's something that I think two things really there is that it's it's definitely don't think uh, helpful in a in a true sense of of of, uh, of just how confusing that's going to be for people that are trying to at least move past say structuralism which i think is still rife and the second thing is i don't think it's necessarily honest or authentic i don't think these people are truly being reflecting on the best challenge to their own arguments here i don't see them then really understanding not only it's uh, might not be of a good utility but also that i don't think it's as accurate because i don't see them then articulating the challenges to their own argument or being challenged on it and that's one of the things that i find interesting is that is it therefore just intellectual masturbation and that they're just essentially then just sort of trying to work out for the sake of having some novelty to their argument to then be seen to deconstruct almost as if literalists saying well by a psychosocial model i see three syllables there and therefore it, this is what it means and so it feels like there's a straw man under that and it's frustrating and then finally, and I want to come to comments now, so please, I hope there's some there. <laughs> but there certainly will be after the fact for those that listen afterwards. But my final thing is that, of course, there are some really sensible and, and, and reasonable, in my opinion, of course, well, what all do I know about a filtering reasonable? Maybe I'm being unreasonable today. Well, there is a critique of the biopsychosocial model, of which is just totally where we should be and if it needs to be reframed and revised if the term isn't fit for purpose then fine but it's just that the accuracy on its deconstruction is important for the reasons i've mentioned before that is something what what we considering within these categories and immediately saying well they shouldn't be categories and why these things are intertwined and understand psychology influences by if you're going to separate those things off why you would i don't know but if someone's trying to, then how is it that these things influence it? How does anxiety influence your measurable physiology, for example? Or how? what do we know about social determinants of health in terms of poverty and economics and how policy influences that and, and people's uh, behaviours and how they interface with their psychology and how that affects their biology? Right. The interplay. We're not talking maturely about that. Uh, then, then we're not going to get anywhere. And therefore, you know, of course, if that is part of a sensible critique of the biopsychosocial model as a, as a frame or as a, 
phrase or as a mom then of course you know i don't want to be seen to be being defensive as if it's a sacred cow that can't be criticized but it's just that yeah i just want to see people do it well i just feel like i see more strawmen than, than anything whereby people are sort of denigrating it uh inaccurately in order to then further a hot take i don't know i mean that's the thing maybe i'm doing the same so anyway enough from me let's see what your thoughts are um many thanks for for the comments Matt says, is the biopsychosocial model yet another oversimplification? A question I've been asked previously. Well, I, I mean, hopefully I've just ranted against why I think it can. Yeah, it could be. If, it depends what you're meaning by it, you know, as anything. And I think that the, the shortcomings I'm most frustrated by is that people that should know better, not defining their terms before they then go against it or, or deconstruct it or whatever. It just feels like that's clumsy. And it could well be that they've thought about it and they've just forgotten to say that bit. But, you know, be better thinkers. It's a model that may have its limitations. It, if it's, it is used, abused, and often people pay lip service to it. Yeah, well, I see that more often than not, like people paying lip service to it rather than overcooking it. Um, but there's some you know, people getting carried away on a theme, no doubt. But is that is that a failure of the model, a failure of the person? We're all struggling to, to get to grips with it, of course. Katie Napton says some people feel it's fluffy. Yeah, I think so, especially it's fluffier than you know, used to kind of easy wasn't it the low-hanging fruit that used to come in now and again where you'd just be able to say arthritis you've got this wearing going on on your cartilage and that provide, creates inflammation and inflammation irritates the nerve cells and you get these pain signals that go to the brain it was less fluffy than let me talk about all the contributing variables to these this issue you're having walking up your stairs <laughs> it's more fluffy in many ways uh, but um yeah well Give me the fluff. I like the fluff, uh, but it definitely is a feature for sure. Um, some more comments here. I'm skipping past a few and I will come back to them. Don't get me wrong. Um, Evie said, all experience comes down to neurology slash physiology. So it's all bio in the end and a shruggy emoji. Yeah. And again, depending on how you define things, I made that comment the other day when I think I was talking about anatomy and Scars would pick me up on it. I still haven't picked that up with him to see if we actually do disagree or not. I don't know. But it's kind of that, yeah, to some extent, it's like when we're talking about the human experience, unless, you know, and I'm open to the fact that people do have this take, but unless you're someone that wants to think about the supernatural and the spiritual, etc., then the interface is, is, is a human, a living, breathing human of which has a, some active neurology, you'd say. And therefore, yeah, to some extent, it kind of, it's funny, really, as to depending on how we define it, then why isn't it? Why aren't these circles surrounding a biological organism of a sort? But we're more than biology. We're more than just meat. And I think that's where, because consciousness and the complexities that surround that mean that people are frustrated about suggesting we're just biological entities. And I kind of get why, but I also, you know, I'm not splitting hairs. I think, you know, at the heart of it, I do agree with you and understand what you're, you're meaning by that. I'm with Ingrid. Fluffy is nice. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Anna Maria has said, I think it's helpful to criticize the model if it means we can achieve a better one. Absolutely. But it's kind of the, no, that's what I really, what, who the, I mean, for me, arguably, I, I think my, my critics will suggest, of course, um, but I hope I'm more than just someone that's just a, a, a novelty internet skeptic that just pokes at things. So who the hell am I to suddenly defend something? But it's kind of the, in this instance, you know, by critiquing it to make it better and brilliant. But to critique it, which includes sort of this um, inaccurate, low-hanging fruit and straw man situation that I've just described in my ranting, that doesn't make things more robust at all. That sort of no it's a novelty dismantling for the sake of being a bit of a smart ass and then suggesting 
something in its place that for many of us look on and say, well, that thing you've just proposed as progress, that's the biopsychosocial model as I understand it. The features that you think are sitting outside of your biopsychosocial model, as you've defined it, are the ones of which I well integrate and consider to be of the most important value. Some of the sociological features that surround people's lives and, and contribute to their symptoms, they're the primary, often top of my list. So who are you to suggest that, that, that the biopsychosocial model, why, why is your definition carrying more weight than mine? And this is what's interesting. Is I'd love to know. Maybe it is that, that me and others are, are outliers in how we consider it. And it is more reductive in, in its application than I'm realizing. And, uh, and I'm always for that, definitely. Kath Piper proposes the human model. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, some would get offended by that being too human-centric, of course, for the, the other, uh, other, other um, conscious creatures that otherwise suffer and the, the planetary responsibilities and environment respons environmental responsibilities uh, that we should think of but you know i'm into it kath don't get me wrong i'm, I'm uh, tongue-in-cheek with that you know i think uh, the human model would be good let me just skip back a bit because i skipped over some comments you know what scars looks like with these long comments that don't even show all of it but let's give them a chance i have experienced conversations with well-known practitioners that refer all their work back to the biopsychosocial model yet insist all the data that they rely on to be presented within an RCT style. However, the psychosocial aspects are incredibly difficult to provide RCT designs for. As such, they dismiss the psychosocial arguments by definition and fall back to biomedical whilst paying no more than lip service to the psycho and social. Brilliant comment there from Matt in a couple of ways. One is that fundamentally, yes, if you're someone that's who's Method, you know, your methodology of think, considering things evidence-based are quite empirical and are narrow research methods that matter, then, you know, I, I think that that's, that's just, you're going to leave yourself so vulnerable to what, what constitutes evidence in your eyes. You know, you're not going to get any of that rich lived experience, narrative-based, person-centered thinking that can inform both the evidence base as well as that interaction with any given patient. But then, What's interesting is that then some people that have gone down that route then feel that the only legitimacy are, say, biomechanical stress strains studies about how you can influence tissue and end up being, um, you know, versions of biomedicalists, um, but potentially ones that might not be into some of the things that they think the evidence has moved past, such as electrotherapy or even some manual therapies. But they then end up being biomedicalists of an exercise persuasion because they're like, well, we need the knee joint to be protected by these muscles being strong to stop these forces from wearing the um, cartilage out, right? It's just you know, the, the, the underlying mechanisms of why they think that person or the causal reason for that person having symptoms is actually very similar. But the thing that they've then done is they've used a narrow sense of the evidence base and actually made the same mistake. So, yeah, I've, I've kind of you know, butchered my conclusion to your comment, Matt. I know it's a bit of a bit of butchery, but I hope I'm, um, I hope uh, you can understand why I've uh, suggested what I've suggested. Philip Harris has said, I would describe it as an umbrella term. It's perhaps better suited than the word holistic, than the word holistic, under which many more subsections exist. I think I use it as part of my clinical reasoning model that is tacit to my thinking, but ensures I have a holistic approach. I've addressed all aspects of my patient's problem and presentation. Philip, I'm bandwagoning here a little bit, but I can't help but think I agree with every single word. I, I just, I can't conceive. So one, one thought experiment I've done is like, what is there that would be considered holistic patient care 
that I think would sit outside of my conception of bias, equality by psychosocial care, as I understand it. And there's just, I can't think of what would sit outside it. And I, I remember as well, and it's, a, it's a, um, something that I, I should pick up with her, actually. But I haven't spoken to her for a while, but a great person, great thinker. A lady called Claire Hebron. I remember in 2016, I bumped into her at iFront conference and stuff. And I remember her making a sketch. And she said, well, the reason that biopsychosocial model is reductive is because think of the, the true holism, which is what we should be aiming for, has these things that sit outside the biopsychosocial model. And I remember at the time, and I still feel this way now, it's like, well, the things you're describing as outside your biopsychosocial model, they're well inside mine. She was describing economics. And I remember she was describing things like time or abstract concepts like that. I was like, well, why, why am I, you know, what world am I in maybe that, that I'm not, considering them to be well integrated within a biopsychosocial model and so problem i think we have is that holistic is is something that holistic therapies is sometimes things you google that you know you, you you're not far off crystals and, and, and other um sort of uh, semi-spiritual and, and and things that are very implausible with the mechanisms of effect on people's um health um and so i think holistic's been butchered in such a way that weirdly by a psychosocial model as long as it's appropriately inclusive of all the contributing variables i think is superior but not wedded to the word but i am wedded to what i consider to be good thinking to reason to to uh, sensible and accurate descriptions and thoughts as well as the fact that defining your terms matter before you deconstruct um and then i feel like that's where people have been going wrong a little bit on this one and it's been frustrating so there is my um my defense of the biopsychosocial model, not as a word, not as a term, but generally speaking, a defense of what I understand it to be and why I feel like low-hanging fruit is being taken. Uh, or low-hanging fruit is the wrong phrase, isn't it? But yes, yeah, straw men, uh, misrepresentations uh, of it, as far as I can tell. Uh, Evie's then said the socio-psychobiological. Yeah, I've seen that before where people have reprioritized uh, it in that way, and I, I couldn't give a shit. I can completely understand why, um, you know, the... the order of which might suggest priority uh, but yeah um, i don't uh, i don't see it that way um and also when people tally things up in columns you can tell that's a category error for me i don't know how people uh, would think that way and i don't think it's smart to i think um, you know realistically we've passed that and start to think of all the contributing variables of any flavor that might influence someone's experience and so yeah when trying to be reductive you're the one that's sort of spoiling the show a little bit and it's not a failure of the model i think that's the failure of the person and a failure of the thinker which is my core defense so thank you so much as ever for your time today guys i'm afraid we're out of time tomorrow i'm with jackie Wallombi, who's going to be speaking about some of the controversies and myths that exist uh, and, and tropes uh, around race and pain, ethnicity and pain. People might have heard me talk about this a few weeks ago, whereby there's been um, something getting perpetuated, the suggestion well, South Asians feel more pain or, or more vulnerable to it and stuff. And it's just obviously there's all sorts of things that are fraught with challenges there and a misreading of statistics that kind of speaks a bit to, to what we've been often talking about in this instance with what we, people are defining and what they're meaning and how uh, it can be misleading and can be, in this instance, obviously very dangerous and damaging in many ways socially for those sorts of tropes to continue. So Jackie's a specialist in that area and can help us unpick it and talk about how we can get our messaging right in that direction and bust some of those myths that can be, obviously be very uh, detrimental socially. So thank you so much for joining me. Join me and Jackie tomorrow. Really looking forward to that. And thanks as ever to you all for commenting and questioning on Chewing It Over. All right. So... Without further ado, if I remember to press the right button, bye for now.